Hi there, and welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. I'm Roger Manus here at Rome Business Radio. We are coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we are working in partnership with the Rome News Tribune. Uh, again, I'm Roger Manus. I'm Amber West with the Rome Floyd Chamber Communications Coordinator. She is the Communications Coordinator, and we are here to communicate. Uh, Amber, would you <laughs> would, would you mind introducing our guest today, please? We have Pam Power Smith, who is our one of our newest hires at the Chamber, and then we also have Lamont, who has been our small business expo chair before he was my first one when i got involved with the chamber so that was a fun experience and he also does tendo technologies and then lamont correct me if i'm wrong but you also help out at country sportsman yes yes i'm kind of married into the family actually yes. so they get uh, the advantage of marketing at a very 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 discounted rate <laughs> well i'm gonna try to pronounce lamont's last name it's a toe it's a french thing uh, that I would butcher if he had not told me that. Uh, with Tendo Technologies, you mentioned Pam Power Smith works there at the chamber as the director of business and industry services. Uh, and I want to tell our listeners, obviously, we are practicing social distancing. We are we are connecting via Zoom. So you might notice different audio coming from different sources, but that's just the way of the world today. We're all used to it. Um, so we're going to talk business. The purpose of um, Rome Floyd Chamber uh, Small Business Spotlight is to talk about what's going on with businesses in Rome and Northwest Georgia. Um, so Lamont, tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do at Tendo Technologies. Um, I guess if I just stuck to the background's extensive, but if we I go to what I'm doing now, back in 96, when I moved to Georgia, I'd heard about this thing called the internet. Now I was a <laughs> yeah. back in New York. And uh, before I moved down here from uh, New York City. And so I, I inquired and I got my first email address and, and it was with a company called Pipeline.com. And I was hooked. I, I did some programming in New York. Uh, so I was always kind of interested in it. And then this programming from home thing became interesting. HTML is what it was called, what it is called. And, uh, and so I, I've been hooked on it since back in 2004. I was a marketing director for a local firm and I was talking to uh, one of the guys, one of the companies was owned by Philip Gaines uh, who did the labeling for the company. So I had to set up the marketing and he would print everything. And I would go chit chat with him uh, when I had to go pick up different orders. I would just decide just to come into town and pick them up. And he would always encourage me. He says, you have a specific skill that I've not seen before. You should just start your own business. And I told them, I said, listen, I have a family at home. I, I can't just drop everything and start a business. And so uh, he said, well, if you had a client, would you at least give it a, a try? And I said, sure. And so he wrote me a check and said, okay, now what's your excuse? <laughs> so Philip Gaines was my first client. Uh, and uh, it kind of grew from there into what it is now. I joined the chamber in 04. Um, and uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a wonderful ride. Working for yourself is hard, but I can't imagine working for anyone else right now. And it's it's funny because now everybody's working from home. I've been I've been working from home several years. I had some outside offices at the time, but it just seemed like I was sitting by myself most of the day, staring at the wall. Um, and so, because I, I enjoyed going to to my clients' offices and meeting them where they're comfortable and going to where they are. So. I rarely had anybody come to see me. So I moved the company into a home office years ago. 
So when the social distancing stuff came around, I was already set up. Yeah, you're ahead, <laughs> ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Uh, I try to be. Well, well, good for you. It's once they start writing you a check, you're in business. So yeah, uh, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that guy wrote your check and said, "Okay, <laughs> now go." Yeah. Uh, but it, it was interesting. You said that you couldn't imagine it any other way. That's the kind of the entrepreneurial spirit, um, th- you know, that seemed to, uh, manifest itself in you, which is great. Um, so, um, uh, Pam, talk a little bit about your background. If you don't mind, we'll just kind of go around the ro- the zoom room here a little bit and, and tell us how you came to be working for the chamber and living in Rome. Sure. So I started here at the chamber in early April was hired um, in March. So all of this has been interesting to take a job in the middle of coronavirus. I hope to never do it again, um, for sure. But I come here from Opelika, Alabama. I was president of the Opelika, Alabama Chamber of Commerce. And I realized I needed to get to Rome to be near family. And this job became available. So I was lucky enough to get it and work with um, this great staff here in the building. You may not be able to tell from behind me, but we are in the chamber building. I'm not in a newsroom, as Roger said it. To our listeners, we're on Zoom, so our <laughs> listeners can't see you, but there's a world map behind you. You look like a news anchor, but yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, come from chamber background, so coming to another great chamber, which I look forward you know, to working here. Like I said, it's been difficult because I can't get out and meet people like I would normally but I look forward to meeting folks in the months to come. And your title as director of business and industry services, uh, you know, what does that mean exactly? What, what will your be your day to day? Sure. So primarily we were, I've been working with industries and our manufacturers, which again, they're going through some special times right now too. So I came at a very crucial time um, in the world, but um, we're trying to make sure we're taking care of them. Many folks probably are familiar with the term GRIA, and that's the acronym for our existing industries association. So we have just been checking in on them, seeing if they need help. What a lot of people don't realize is that many of our industries are technically small business by the federal guidelines. So we're making sure that they are getting their loans and that they're having all their guidelines in place for that. And we check in on a regular basis because we want to make sure everyone has everything they need. And we have some industries that are doing really well, and we have some that are not at full capacity right now. And we're going to continue to check on them throughout all this. Gotcha. And Amber, uh, normally Jenny Krieger joins us, but she's taken some much deserved time off for a few days here. So you're you're stepping up as in your role as communications coordinator. Just give us an update, if you can, from the chamber's point of view uh, about uh, business over the last, I guess, couple of weeks since our last podcast, are we seeing are we seeing a tick up, uh, you know, in, in some of the restaurants and downtown things like that? Definitely, we're on Broad Street. We're on the corner of Riverside and Broad, and it has exponentially changed. People are walking, jogging, shopping, eating at restaurants. So, really seeing a lot of an uptick here, which is great and. I feel like I I manage social media too. And just the positivity that has been on there about the last couple of weeks about opening up businesses, everybody, I'm seeing a lot of places saying we're opening back up. And while some might not be comfortable doing complete full service yet, they are definitely getting back in the group of things. 
Well, and that's the same thing from the customers as well. Customers may not be ready to, you know, dine in yet, but they're ready to pick up and have been picking up or dining out on a patio or something. So it's a societal thing. I guess we're slowly working through to kind of try to pick things back up. Lamont, you had mentioned that um, one of your concerns in your industry was, uh, you know, because businesses have suffered, one of the first things they might cut is their marketing dollars. Um, and that tends to affect you and your business. How are you trying to manage through that? Well, um, it's, it's interesting. I get paid to be a creative thinker, so I have to now parlay that towards myself. So I, I do uh, a lot of cold calling. I haven't thought about using this Zoom for meetings, uh, but I try to be as friendly as I get on the phone. So I'm reaching out to it's interesting. I call a lot of businesses and no one's answering the phone. And without personal numbers, it's hard to reach the owners or the managers or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I've actually used social media to reach out to a lot of companies because what I realize is uh, even with the business pages, a lot of owners are checking it from home, messages and such from home. So I've been able to reach out to clients or potential clients through social media, which is an amazing tool. Um, that, you know, 10 years ago, no one ever thought it would be used so vital for businesses. Um, and again, I'm working with uh, payment plans and uh, anything that I can do to, because it's a lot of businesses that are amping back up right now are needing a lot of marketing. Once they start getting back into the swing of things, even with these new rulings and uh, these new conditions of you know, you can pick up your your dinner, but you can't eat inside the restaurant. So there's there's new opportunities there to try and attract customers to say, I, I know you don't want to wait online outside the building, but we have some interesting ways to uh, accommodate your needs. So it's actually opening some new thought processes of how to market the businesses. But then it's the matter of the money because they're not at full capacity or they're trying to keep their employees paid. I'm secondary, which is I'm fine with that. Keep the employees paid, they have families too. Uh, so it's it's just a matter of because it's only been a few months is and it's so brand new, I don't have a model to work from prior to this, except the closest I would think would have been 2010 when we had the recession, when there was just financial panic. It was very similar to this, but it didn't it affect business to business. Whereas what's going on right now is affecting um Everyone, households, cost, consumer to business, business to business, just how we even how I interact as a person with clients that I already have. And Pam, talk, touch on that a little bit. How are you um, from what you're when you communicate with businesses? How are they telling you they're having to adjust? Uh, and, and even if it's as basic as communication, because everybody's now, uh, you know, out of their offices or um, cash flow, things like that. Uh, what is your impression of how people have adjusted through this pandemic? Well, I mean, I think they're adjusting in a million different ways, right. quite honestly. And I think it depends on the business. And I have been super impressed, you know, being a new person, not knowing some of these folks. I've been so impressed at how some of our industries have adapted so quickly. And there are some that just really jumped right in and knew they had to take care of business no matter what. But I think, like you said, communication is one of them, especially if you have a plant with several employees, you know, communication is different than if you have um, a business with five employees. And so I think 
disseminating information. They, you know, wanted to make sure that every employee had every piece of information that was important to them related to COVID, et cetera. And I think also it changed every day. And so they had to communicate in whatever manner was best for their employees. So I think no matter what size the business, I think everyone knew they had to be sure that everyone was staying informed no matter what. And that's what I've been seeing with most of our folks, you know, that that adaptation happened out of necessity. And I think they all did a really good job, you know, from what I've seen so far. And Amber at the chamber, obviously in the role of the chamber, you're there to assist and support and connect, excuse me. What has been the most um, pressing concern? I I guess early it was probably cash flow. It was probably assisting with these, with these loans, um, the PPP and things like that. But what are some of the other things that the chamber has been involved in on a day-to-day basis over the last two or three months because of the unusual circumstance? Originally it was just figuring out what's going to happen. You know, what the state was going to say, what local government was going to say, what national government was going to say. So that came through. Then it was the loan process, PPP, EIDL. And um, it just, that's come through. So that's great. And it's still, they're still processing things. So we're still connecting people with that as needed. But now it's just how can we get our business going again with the new regulations, what works for us, what, and what our members are comfortable with. Some, like I said earlier, some members are not completely open. They're not comfortable with that yet. And it's totally up to them, but we're just monitoring what the state and the national government says, and then kind of going from there and how we can help provide them and connect them with the resources that they need to make this easy as possible as it can be in such a trying time. And Lamont, you mentioned you had joined the chamber in 2004 and been been active and and uh, Amber sang your praises uh, at the top of the show here. Just talk about your relationship with the chamber and how it is how it has benefited you over time. One of the things that I love about the chamber, I, I when I the first year that I attempted business, it was very difficult because I I didn't grow up in Rome. I was a transplant. So I didn't have those connections from school or clubs or just mutual friends. And so when I joined the chamber, I, I immediately became a partner in this group, this business family. And so I threw myself wholeheartedly into it. I was on the chamber board, I think seven years at, at some point early on. Um, and uh, like she said, I chaired a few committees and I enjoy people. So um, when I'm asked to do something like this, I usually say yes if I can figure out a way to get it into the schedule um, because I love the I love what the chamber has done. And what's interesting is, in another place for the chamber, I have encouraged some of my friends back in New York, once I got my business started, to join chambers in their areas. And that's when I found out that not all chambers are good chambers and treat their members like people, like family. And that's when I realized how really great Rome Chamber is as far as trying to meet the needs of its members and trying to keep its members connected and informed and networking. Networking is so vital. And so the chamber gives so many different ways to do that. And now with the pandemic and all these things going on, we now have Zoom meetings and all these other things. So there's always just things being added to how 
members can stay connected. They really urge the members not to fall apart, not to become the aunt that hasn't been to the barbecue in six years and nobody's checked on her. Everybody kind of checks on everyone and keeps an eye on everyone else. So um, I put a lot of energy into the chamber, but I've gotten so much more back. And so it encourages me to continue to help and do my small part. I know in the last uh, few years, uh, I've remarried and I have toddlers at my in my 50s. So I can't get to the chamber meetings like I used to. So the Zoom meetings actually work out really well for me. My house is pretty quiet because everyone is still asleep. <laughs> meeting, they'll stay asleep till the meeting is over. Um, <laughs> I mean, my kids hear me and it, it's so funny. My children, especially the little ones, they're so used to me doing meetings on my phone and things. And when they hear me talking, they feel they have the right to just join in the conversation. <laughs> so um, That's working uh, from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And the chamber has always been, I mean, the chamber has its ups and downs like anything else. And when there is a mistake, I have seen them do their best to try to not just to put a PR blanket on top of it, but really try to look at what caused that problem. So it wouldn't happen again. And that I can respect that in the organization. Wow. Amber, did you write that for him? <laughs> no, I didn't, and I'm incredibly yeah. thankful for him. But we, I mean, we just have amazing members, and I think that's what really helps. And a staff who cares, and when you have members that love the organization and want to be involved, and even when they can't, like Lamont, you know, we have so many that are just busy, and they try to get to things when they can, but they may not be able to attend everything. But they are just such big supporters, and that just makes all of us happy. It just it warms the heart on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, he touched on two things there. I want to follow up on one. I can tell you weren't born in Rome because of your accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> well, it'll kick up when necessary. I guess. I guess. I guess it depends on who I'm talking to. I kind of assimilate. Uh, and, uh, and secondly, he did, he touched on the, about the, the relationship building because it's at its core business is personal relationships. Uh, most of that obviously over time is, is done face to face and through, through business deals that work. So they continue to grow. So, so Pam, how difficult is your challenge right now? Because face to face is at best on zoom or, um, especially being new, uh, trying to build and forge those relationships in Rome. Um, I get, you know, there's some face-to-face going on now as, as we're starting to do more, you know, come, come out of our hiding places and do more face-to-face wearing masks and things like that. But what challenges has that presented for you? It's definitely been a big challenge. Moving to a new town, trying to take care of a group of people that I really wanted, I wanted to tackle that immediately, get to know them, see what their needs were. And that was just super difficult. So they've only seen me on a screen so far, which is interesting. Um, But I will say, I think sometimes people can dread a Zoom meeting, if you will. You know, they've had enough for that week or whatever. But not these. These are great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's because because of the exceptional charm of your moderator. No, I'm teasing. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. But I think what's been good is even though sometimes our industries will have meetings and I know they're probably like one more meeting with this girl, we don't know. But once they get on the screen, it's been really great to see how they help each other 
and they're still giving each other business leads on Zoom. I'll have people email me after the meeting's over and said, hey, I saw Joe on the call. I hadn't seen him in a while, and I just remembered I probably have something I can give him a lead from so-and-so. So it's still working. I mean, I think sometimes it's not ideal, and we all do want to see each other face-to-face. But I've been so encouraged that they're still excited. At the end of the call, they're happy they were on the call and business is actually happening. Right. Well, I'm hopeful. Normally we are embedded in a studio at the Rome News Tribune. And, um, but we, you know, during the pandemic, we've respected the social distancing. But I'm thinking here in the next two or three weeks, we'll be able to face to face in that, in our studio at the Rome News. You know, we'll we'll still be, we got a big room with a big conference table. We'll still be able to do the social distancing thing. So hopefully we're, we're winding down our Zoom versions of the, um, of these, uh, Rome Floyd Chamber small business spotlights. Let's get into some specifics, uh, Lamont at, at Tendo Technologies. Just kind of give me a list of your services. Give our listeners a list of what you can provide, um, which if they need now, you can be doing it now because you're sitting at home ready to do it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, we start with traditional marketing, uh, print media, brochures. We've done catalogs. Uh, we've done some commercial photography work. Uh, the bread and butter right now is the internet for the whole world. So, uh, like I said, I, I started doing websites 20 over 20 years ago. And, uh, so that's our main focus. But the thing I love about the internet is it's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So we get into social, um, the social media marketing and, uh, I guess enhancing websites with video and other, other fun things, uh, to kind of keep it interesting. Uh, we do a lot of rebuilds. We've had clients that we built sites and rebuilt sites for as design styles have changed and more functionalities become available online for customers to reach the clients. And so it's, um, uh, digital marketing, the promotional videos is big now. I've always said, I, I knew video was going to be king five, six years ago. And so I had my team prepare their skill set. Uh, you've probably seen some of the videos for the prom and some other things that we've done. Um, and that's really big because it's, it's like giving people a commercial that they can use uh, as a marketing tool whenever they feel like it. And whenever they want to, it's, it's convenient for them. So we provide a lot of digital media as well uh, in various forms. And uh, I guess the, I guess the broader term is internet business development. So we have to tailor the strategy to what best suits your, your business because not all, not all social media outlets are going to help every business. Not some businesses won't need video. Some businesses really should have it or every business should have a website. But some things, you know, some are going to be more informative. Some going to be more entertaining. Some are just going to kind of, kind of grab your attention and just push you to um, another medium. So that's one of the advantages of being in this game so long. It's like there isn't really the boundaries are so broad as to how we can help clients, um, which is why we decided not to do a niche market. Some marketing firms just stick to doctors or just stick to attorneys and just stick to uh, construction or uh, industrial. And I have clients in every one of those fields because there's always something interesting. There's things that cross over, but there's always something unique about an industry that we can travel down that road to see how far we can push the technology. 
So this internet thing is not just a fad. It's going to stick around for a while. <laughs> my first internet web page was back in 96. So I had, I spent three grand on a laptop that has the power of a VTech that my two-year-old has now. <laughs> and I learned this code quickly because I was coding in New York a little bit on the side. I created with the code a rectangular box. I had made a friend in Australia. And since I'm a bit of an insomniac, it would be around four o'clock in the morning when we would communicate. So I sent him this long string of letters and numbers that used to be the, the URL. We didn't have the www.romechamber.com type of deal. And so I said, well, I didn't tell him what it was. And when he clicked on it, he says, I see a burgundy box. And I was like, I communicated something that I did here in another country with a person I've never met. And I was like, this could be interesting, but I wonder where it's going to go. <laughs> and I was always so on it before it became what it is now. Um, but I didn't, I also did not predict that it would take over the world. Like the whole world is so dependent on the internet. Uh, if there was aliens to come <laughs> To the earth, if they shut down the internet, I wonder what they would truly be the dark ages. <laughs> it has become such a vital form of communication. Um, so it's 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 a lot of fun, and it doesn't seem to be a limit to it. And anything, I'm a, I like puzzles. People ask, how do you stay in business this many years? If you don't like puzzles, you don't want to get into the the internet game because every day new pieces are being changed and new pieces are being added. So if you don't want to adapt to what is new and let go of what is old, it becomes very tedious. Yeah. Me, I like, I'd like to know what's next. And um, I, right now, I think video is going to be king. But now with the pandemic, the interaction of the Zoom meetings and doing you know, meetings on your phone, it was never a big deal. I, I believe I, I was reading an article about how overwhelmed Zoom was when so many people chose it as their platform to communicate schools and everything else. They were not prepared for the whole world to go, Hey, could you help me talk to my kids? Could you help me talk to my, my employees and my students? And it's now starting another genre that a year ago, this time, nobody would have really thought was that important. Right. Yeah. And families, uh, we've done the family thing on zoom, you know, yeah. especially during the, the first few weeks of the pandemic where everybody was locked up tight and, you know, not knowing what was going on. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, switching gears here. Um, Amber, I know you wanted to talk about some of the leadership Rome things that have been going on here. Yes. We have high school leadership Rome, which is a program for some high, for our high school students in Roman Floyd County. It just, it takes them all over. Really. We, walk them through plants. We show them education opportunities. We teach them about health care. We bring in so many experts in Rome and Floyd County and just help them learn more about the place they call home. And the hopes is, is that they're, they're, maybe they'll go to college here. Maybe they'll go to college somewhere else, but we always hope that they'll come back and they'll realize what a great town they have. And we've had many success stories with this and, one of my young professionals and I do a young professionals group here at the chamber. He was in one of our high school leadership room classes and he was actually one of our exceptional seven this year. And he said in our video that played at our annual meeting that he remembers walking through those plants as a high schooler 
And now he works with one of the plants here in Rome and he just knew he wanted to come back. So it's a great program. We're actually still accepting applications through this Friday, which is the fifth and the adult program, which does a lot of the same things, but just goes a little more in depth with the adult leadership program. It's open to all chamber members who want to join. We're taking those through the fifth as well. And it's a great opportunity for them to really see the community that they live in. It, I think it opens eyes more than anything. And it really, and there's also the bonding experience with all of it. You're in there with 30 other people that you may not have ever known. Some of my great friends have come out of my class and I work with some of them today. Courtney Griffin, who is my young professional chair this year was actually in my leadership round class. So we're working together on our young professionals program here at the chamber. And it's just so fun to connect with people that you were in. We have groups that are still meeting up for lunches and things like that along the way. And it's been 10 years since they've been in class in the leadership room class, but it's a great opportunity. And anybody who wants to learn more about it is welcome to call us at the chamber and we will tell them, the tentative schedule, what they're going to see. It's, it's a great program. Well, and you've had another successful program here through the pandemic as businesses reopen. Talk about the, uh, the ribbon program. Yes. So Thomas is going out to different businesses that want to participate. And we are doing a ribbon tying program that is just to help tie the community back together. We really want to just show that businesses are opening back up and normally we do ribbon cutting, but right now there's some, Everybody's not 100% comfortable with that yet, which is totally fine. And Just recently, they've upped the limit of how many people can be in a room together. But um, we wanted to do something just so people can get a little more, a little more attention to their business. And so we're posting it on our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or everything and just saying, you know, basically they're here to support the community. They're back open. They want to help you with all your needs. So just give us a call and we are glad to participate with you on that. It's, it's been really fun. People are enjoying it. Yeah. It's been really impressive. And you'll see y'all post on social media and things like that about it. And uh, Lamont, before I forget what you just heard, that was a Rome, Georgia accent. Uh, so, okay, let's just kind of go, go around the zoom room here for, for, for some final thoughts. Uh, uh, Pam Powers Smith as the director of business and industry services, which sounds very impressive. Um, so what are the next few weeks, few months look like in your position in your role as, as we try to get the economy going again, what are your, what are your goals, hopes, dreams, et cetera? <laughs> yeah. So I think hopefully I get to meet some folks in person in the next couple of weeks. We'll be reaching out to see who's open and who's not. I hope to take a lot of tours at a lot of our plants in the coming weeks, which will be exciting. The other thing is we typically had a big event for our industries in the spring, so we're going to reschedule that for late July. So I'm going to look forward to planning a fun event for them where we all can come together, hopefully, into July or beginning of August. So we'll do that, too. But really just continuing to check in on people as we go along, making sure everyone has everything that they need. And if they don't, the chamber is here to help them. So that's what the next couple of weeks is like for me. And uh, Lamont, what is like your contact information, your website for people that want more information and maybe uh, could work with you? Uh, www.tendo-technologies.com. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to me through that. 
uh, and I have my phone number everywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling because I'm a hugger. As Mo, <laughs> as Erica probably remembers when she first joined, she first met me. I walk. I usually walk around the room and hug people. So, uh, and I really don't care. I, I'll shake your hand, but I prefer to hug. So, uh, just reach out to me. Uh, now I'm doing the Zoom meetings, um, but Tendo hyphen technologies dot com is how to reach me on the internet seven seven oh six four zero nine two seven six five that's how to reach me by phone and uh, I'm willing to work with anybody any way I can to help them. Well we could all use more hugging in the world right now based on world events, but then the pandemic says no, no touching. Uh it's 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 crazy times right now, obviously. So um Amber, any final thoughts from you? Um as to just just give us the chamber contact information, yes, things like that. Please, if you have any questions about anything COVID related, just membership related, please reach out to us. You can get us at our here at our telephone number, Mary Grace will be there cheerfully answering the phones. Her, our number is 706-291-7663. And you can always reach out on our website, roomga.com. Our COVID page is still up. I'm still updating it daily. I updated a few things yesterday about PPP forgiveness, and I'm still waiting for a few more things to come through with that. So just keep an eye on it. We are still updating every day. Fantastic. Well, thanks everybody for joining. That's uh, Lamont Ato. My again, it's French. Am, am I close? You got it. Okay. From Tendo Technologies, that's Pam Power Smith from the uh, Rome Floyd Chamber. I'm Roger Manus. I'm Amber West. And you have been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight, coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, working in partnership with the Rome News Tribune. Thanks for listening. <laughs>